What would you say you do here? Hello, friends. Welcome to the What Would You Say You Do Here podcast. I'm your host, Dan Gale, the president of Leona Marketing Group. Each week, we're planning to talk to the movers and shakers in sports that have some unique roles to ask them, what would you say you do here? Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's edition of the What Would You Say You Do Here podcast, powered by Leona Marketing Group. This week, we're going to be talking a little bit conference office and we're going to chat with a a friend of mine who has worked on a campus in two different conference offices and is now the associate commissioner of sport management and championships for the pac-12 the one the only chris grant chris how are you doing today doing great dad thanks for having me on i know it's kind of tough act to follow having mike buddy on as your last guest i mean and all the nation is paying attention to his story i mean he played it on a stick but hey, i'm gonna try my best to follow that act up i love mike buddy <laughs> so thanks for having me there well well we appreciate having you and i'm gonna hit you out of the gate with the same question i hit him with and we hit everybody what would you say you do here uh, favorite movie reference love it uh, but what was, for me, I'm the fixer. Being at the conference office, hey, every day, no day is the same. You know, every day is different from what I'm hearing from a coach's perspective, senior administrator perspective, athletic director, uh, fans, you know, even alums, you know, of you know what is unsettling, what's happened locally. And it's our job at the conference office, you know, to hear those, you know, you two ears, one mouth for a reason and take that information in and do what's best for all 12 institutions. So uh, if I had to sum it up, the best way is being a fixture for all 12 and putting our student athletes first, promoting the well-being of all of them, too, especially during this time of COVID. It's very unsettling, but we're figuring out a way to get through it, you know, with great advice from our medical advisory committee, as well as direction from our athletic directors, presidents, um, uh, and, you know, more importantly themselves, the student athletes taking on great responsibility in order to make sure that there's their athletic playing seasons can happen and they can compete for national championships. No, and it's great. And I know this has been a crazy time for you, especially right now. You've got a bunch of championships in, uh, that are, that are going to be ongoing. But let's talk about last year a little bit. So you, you're getting ready. You've got your spring championships and, you know, basketball was, you know, about, I mean, were you, were you already in Vegas when, when, when everything happened? We in Vegas. We had played one day games already. Well, I would have probably been out there, except, you know, my, my DG3 was born on March 12th, so I was missing it that year. But I know everybody around the country, you got championships going on, you know, you're getting ready. Well, then it stops. So then take us through, you know, what your life has been like over the last year. And then now everything's back. And now it's, all right, let's go. Let's get going. So, you know, talk, talk through that, you know, what you've been doing over the last year in the conference office. Yeah, man, I, I should have started writing a book is what I should have done. I mean, <laughs> we've all been better off doing it that way. But I tell you, I think that we are a year removed from one of the most devastating days in college sports and in sports as a whole and for our country, right? You know, you know, so, you know, in Las Vegas, taking it back to that moment and, you know, in tournament and tournament operations kind of behind the scenes, you know, we're getting information from our presidents, following our direction, you know, disseminate to the athletic directors, following their lead. Uh, and then, you know, initially you had, to, you had to talk to the student athletes and teams and deliver that disappointing news. And that was a never want to relive that day again, because not only, you, you know, you're doing with, dealing with what's on site with basketball, but you think about all the championships to come, gymnastics, baseball, just started their season, softball, you know, and a lot of seniors dreams are just, you know, come to a halt. And, and now when I get an extra year eligibility, 
you know, what happens in um, going forward, you know, as far as what can I go back to class? You know, with my, you know, when is it safe to return to campus to get my things? And, you know, so it was us being a resource for our institutions, uh, doing a lot of listening at the time and really taking all the information in to do what's best to not only uh, put some resolve to the end of the year, right? And as I say end of the year and we're ending it in March slash April, trying to figure out if we would actually come back and then taking that over the summer and planning out how we create the safest environment for student athletes. And as you know, the West Coast got hit a little harder. We had a, a little different, uh, you know, go, little different pandemic going on in the rest of the country, to say the least. And, you know, a lot of our cities, especially metropolitan cities within the Pac-12 footprint, uh, were hit very hard in those communities. And, you know, we took the advice from our medical advisory committee. And, and I'm glad that, you know, our commissioner and, and our leadership had a sense to follow that lead uh, as opposed to our own and what we wanted, what the coaches wanted, because, you know, once we were able to relate to science, and, and put a halt to it and then return safely back to play on um, the science. I know we came on a little later in football and, you know, as you know, after our parts and peer conferences, but at the same time, we're able to return in the safest manner possible and put on a great event and, you know, in a, a football championship game, uh, you know, which led to, you know, now us being able to compete, compete in basketball. I think we're saying great results and uh, some of the numbers, I don't put out specific stats, but uh, I think we were one of the safest in doing it uh, with having the least amount of cases and what it's really doing for our student athletes and, and mental health, right? Uh, you know, they want to play, something being swept from under them last year, can not imagine them sitting out two years in competition. So um, to your point, just, you know, March 12th, we'll never forget that in our careers. I don't think anyone will ever forget where they were. Uh, devastating, but, you know, definitely glad to be here today. And and now that we're able to do it in a safe manner, you know, through all the hard work from everyone on campus um, and our conference office has really been amazing. No, and, and, I, and I firsthand, for those listening, I've seen a championship football game. I've been to your championship for basketball in their first class, everything that you all have done. And, and kudos to how you've run that. And you're right, making it for the student-athlete, and it's tough. You know, being losing that year, I could only imagine being a former student athlete. You know, if, if I would have lost my senior year uh, in in track and field, I did for football, and it, it it stunk. You know, from an injury, so I can only imagine not being that, and you know, being there to help them. So kudos. But let's talk a little bit about your background and and, and where that you know philosophy is built. You know, so you started on a campus, but but take us back. Where did this passion for college athletics come from? Yeah, that's great. Baby Chris Grant days. It takes that year. Uh, you know, born in Canton, Ohio, so a Midwestern kid, uh, and to two teenage parents, right? And you know, whose philosophy in life was, you know, a combination of academics and athletics would change our family's trajectory um, and take us out of our situation and make it for the better. Um, dad was a college basketball coach for 30 plus years, and I was I had a front row seat for 18 of my first 18 years of how he transformed lives day to day. Um, from all walks of life and, and taking student athletes and becoming their dad in some situations, right? So a lot of unwanted brothers that would stuff me in lockers and <laughs> put me on rooms after practice, whatever it may be. But at the same time, you know, dad instilled them, you know, hard work, being humble and then treating people like you want to be treated. Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, that, that serving leadership really, you know, defined by his experiences kind of really passed off to me. And, you know, I took that experience and wanted to intend it two uh, historical black colleges, you know, Kentucky State University and Southern University. And I think a well-rounded college experience for me and seeing what that community, you know, was like, especially, you know, now we see what's highlighted and you know, our diversity, inclusion and equity efforts as, you know, according to, you know, we talked about last year and what happened with George Floyd and some of the other political things around our country. Um, and, you know, it was good to ha be able to have that backbone at a historical black college because it taught me to take those 
obstacles that we would face being in a limited resource institution uh, and then turn them into opportunities. So it, it was never, a door was never closed. It was taking those opportunities to figure out, you know, how to overcome adversity and be successful with it. And I think I took that attitude on to Wright State University, uh, where Bob Grant, who you know, uh, you know, gave me my entrepreneurial mindset within the world of college sports. You know, we did a lot with a little. I mean, he's still doing a lot with a little, but he's grown that thing so much during his tenure. Um, and look at their basketball team now being considered for a top 25 team in the country and being leaders of the Horizon League. I think, you know, it's all through Bob's vision. And that's something he instilled in myself and had great colleagues at the time that are doing great things. And that, that gave me some exposure and took me to Conference USA. You know, people recognize our work there. And uh, it was great. Going through a conference realignment was interesting. You know, taking in the big brands that, you know, I really built Conference USA and UCF and Tulsa and SMU leaving and then, you know, bringing in the likes of, you know, some hungry competitors in, in Western Kentucky and Old Dominion, who you're very familiar with, uh, Florida International, Florida Atlantic, you know, just to name a few. And I think that was very fun and exciting time for me just to see what kind of excitement those local communities had coming apart of Conference USA, especially Old Dominion. And, you know, it just went through that community like fire. And then you talk about an FCS program, you know, now being an FBS and beating power fives, you know, kind of expectation when the Hokies come in, they'll get that win. So sorry, Wood, to put that pressure on you, but we want to keep seeing that. Well, they've already done it once. So you got to give them credit. They beat, they beat Virginia Tech once. And, uh, but we're watching out for Wood to keep keep pulling some of those upsets. There it is. There it is. So that, and that's what led me to the Pac-12. But it all started from, you know, what my parents instilled in me with, you know, just using athletics and academics as a vehicle of transformational um, change and, you know, and being a part uh, of something special to have an impact on lives that's bigger than you. Uh, and that's been my way of giving back to society. And uh, I enjoy it. I love it. And I can't imagine a day without it. Well, it's, that's awesome to hear. I think it's great to understand where you came from, you know, and getting there. And, and you talked about it's, it's funny. You mentioned Mike Buddy, who was on last week, talking about his minor league mentality. And, and it helped him. He wouldn't be an AD, he said, if it weren't for that minor league mentality. When you talk about the limited resources becoming opportunities, I think that's the toughest thing. A lot of people throughout the country, you know, can sometimes say, oh, they're the Pac-12, they have everything they need. Or, oh, they're Alabama, they have everything they need. But how, how do you take that mentality of, you know, all right, I may be going to a limited resource place. I may be from a limited resource place. How do you create those into opportunities? Yeah, with the opportunities, I'll tell you some, a few instances here at the Pac-12. You know, for me, and I learned this family culture at Wright State, is, you know, utilizing the talent that you have around you. And I'm, I'm surrounded by so much talent at the Pac-12, and so many people poured in, into me prior to uh, and taught me much about the conference life. But taking that, you know, mentality into the limited resource and we're the conference of champions. And so, you know, our job is to provide exposure for all sports, especially the ones that are bringing those national championships back. And so for me, I came in and look at those opportunities and, and see where I could come, you know, make my, make my mark and, you know, coming in and looking at gymnastics championship. I mean, if if everyone listening and yourself, I, mean, I thought we talked about it before, what UCLA and Utah and some of our Arizona State, some of our other programs are doing in gymnastics has been phenomenal over the years and going viral, 10 million, 20 million views. And it shows on Ellen and the Good Morning Today show, Michelle Obama and Janet Jackson retweeting them. And it's, it's amazing. You know, and those student athletes deserve the same as our you know, revenue generating sports as well. You know, a lot of credit goes to football and basketball for the Pac-12 brand recognition. But when you talk about Conference of Champions, this holistic point of view, um, you know, it was my job to really, how can we bring more attention to it? And so being able to create a neutral site championship for gymnastics to bring more eyeballs to the sport, 
uh, and definitely give them a championship atmosphere that they deserve. Uh, and then, you know, coming down the pipeline, we hope we are able to create some more programming around diversity and inclusion. You know, we started a Pac-12 diversity mentorship program in volleyball this year uh, with everything going on. And basically, have, you know, five, six coaches total, four from historical black colleges in order to increase the pipeline of women and minorities in the sport of volleyball. And you know, looking to use that as a blueprint for the rest of our Olympic sports. I know, you know, our counterparts over the West Coast Conference and a mentor of mine, Gloria Navarez, started the Bill Russell, you know, initiative. And so that's something that, you know, we want to ensure that we are following in the foot same, you know, and, and leading from that standpoint, um, especially from a West Coast perspective, where there's a lot more diversity in our efforts. And we want that to be reflective of our campuses and local communities. Um, and so and that's just things you can do without spending a lot of money, right? Why can't we be leaders without putting a million dollars to a situation? And, you know, and to your point, like uh, look at a lot of the revenues coming in through TV deals and whatnot, but we're, we're shooting as much as we can back to campuses. And, you know, it's, it's up to us at the core of the conference to maintain financial stability. And so it takes those creative ideas um, and, and working with it a, a little, you know, to create a lot of change <laughs> along the way, especially nationally. And we like to be leaders in that. And we're not shy about it and being the best conference to put some of those social initiatives, initiatives in place. And, that, and that's great. I think it's great, great advice there on how to utilize the, all the opportunities in front of you, whether it's personnel, whether it's, you know, the, the, the initiatives that you want to lead. So gr- great advice there. And now it, it kind of leads to my next question. You spent time on a campus, you know, different than a lot of people that have only been in conference offices. You've actually spent time on a campus directly involved with student athletes. Do you feel that helps you, you know, now sitting in the, the conference so you can relate a little bit better? And how do you utilize that, that history that you've had being, you know, not only from your days on a campus, but your days working on a campus? Yeah, 100%. My experience on a campus, especially at Wright State, uh, I got to wear a lot of hats, right? And ones I did never would think of at the time would help me later in my career. Um, and you know, so with that said, yes, event managers from you know facilities, operation crews, and seeing how they set up, and you know myself being able to chime in there, um, and, and compliance, right, day to day, from what coaches and assistant coaches are going through, the hours they're putting in, the time spent away from their families, you know, it, it just it all resonates with me now in my role. Like I want to re- be a resource that when they call, when they text. Hey, it's not an inconvenience. I'm here for you at the conference office and understand a better understanding of what you're going through because of my time on campus. Uh, and let alone my job is to make your life easier. So let's review some of these conference policies during our meetings to ensure that, you know, we've been efficient and that things that we're doing are going to lead to us being the best conference overall, you know, in the NCAA footprint. And last but not least, and definitely first and foremost, as I say, is providing the best student athlete experience and making sure we're taking care of them. Because that's, you know, that's why we all have jobs. That's why we're in the business, right? As we talked about transformational change earlier is, you know, transforming lives through what a great platform that brings so much diversity together and what things that you can learn in competition, right? And being, you know, being a great teammate and treating others how you want to be treated, uh, you know, working through adversity to be successful. And I was thinking all those things come into play from my time being on campus, spending that much time in, with the student athletes, let alone with, like I said, some of those assistant coaches and some of those roles that don't get much fanfare. Right. The, the, the gentleman or the, or the woman, whoever is handling the turf field is, is not in the news article the next day about, you know, but, you know, without that field being groomed, who no competition is going after some of those rainouts and things and uh, dealing with some of that adverse weather. I do not miss the <laughs> game in Ohio. So I don't know, especially right now, there's an ice storm going on out in Ohio and, and on the East Coast. Uh, yeah. You know, the groundskeepers like the long snapper. You only read their name when there's a problem. 
you're right. Being able to understand who they are, I think that's great. And you know, and and, and one other question I think that ties into all this: you've had multiple stops. Mm-hmm. What did, what have you learned throughout your career? The biggest thing that you've learned that you can share with everybody that's listening. Yeah, I think it, you know, for me, what sums it up best is you know, people won't remember much of what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Uh, and for me, you know, I, I can't hone on enough how many great authentic relationships that people I've been able to build with folks and you know, senior leaders throughout the NCAA footprint, no matter what division one, two, or three, and how much they've poured in me and my success and me being able to lean on them has been a lot, meant a lot to me. So it's that much more important for me to be able to you know, take what I've learned in this business and send the elevator back down to elevate ones that come after me to be even more successful. Um, and so it's such a great business that we work in. Uh, I'm so glad that we got through the adversity you know, through this past year. Uh, it's not over yet. You know, but I think the right people are in place, you know, you know, whether, you know, 30 years experience or two years experience in the game, we're being creative to solve this problem uh, and hopefully, you know, get back to normal sooner than later is what we want to see. No, and, and that'll lead me to the final question I ask everybody. What's keeping you up at night right now? What's keeping me up right now? Well, in the conference office, a lot of my colleagues know across this, you know, Division One landscape, it's championship time. And, you know, well, tournaments are coming up, you know, here within two, three weeks. Uh, and then after that, you know, you start a lot of the Olympic sports seasons that are kicking off. Uh, and so from now, we probably think it's a 130 day period um, that we have to ensure that we're providing a safe playing field for our student athletes uh, and that we're keeping ourselves safe and healthy at the same time. So right now that's keeping me up at night as, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not the one that you're reading about in an article that, <laughs> so, that wasn't as positive as we need it. Uh, you know, I think, but like I said, our Pac-12 staff and our Division One peer and colleagues that we speak to every other week as we you know, talk best practices, uh, I think they can attest to that. You know, we're doing all we can to provide that safe, you know, playing field and playing surface, uh, and just hope that you know, our student athletes enjoy it and excel, and you know, hopefully, may the best person win a national championship going forward. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy you are right now. Like you said, with all those championships, and you know, best of luck and. Stay safe, my friend. All right. Thanks, Dad. Please send my best to your family as well. So there you have it. Chris Grant, Pac-12 Conference Office, giving us a little insight into what his role is as the Associate Commissioner of Championships. Excited to learn more about his path and his philosophies on helping grow student-athletes through the conference office. Appreciate Chris taking time and what's a busy year right now with all sports going on. And great as always to catch up with. So for another week, I'm your host, Dan Gale, signing off. Have a great one.